here guys let's go ahead and introduce i think she's joining us via audio but nonetheless she's all about an amazing voice anyways and of course she's a voice is a voice uh, a character on uh, trollstopia which is pretty awesome she is oh, a- thank you so much for having me i'm so glad to be here tonight i'm so sorry you guys that i was late no joke and you can't even make this shit up for anyone right. who's out there who is a board game fanatic yes. i was playing a very very intense game of sequence <laughs> which sounds aggressive <laughs> sounds ridiculous and it is but my friends and i have gotten really invested this was after some code names so anyone who's out there who's like a serious board game fanatic will understand what i'm talking about for okay. those of you who are not definitely think that i'm crazy and that's okay but we were having a great time so i'm so yeah, sorry yeah, I once, i'm late <laughs> i once spent 14 hours on a heated game of shoots and ladders so i know how oh. crazy can get <laughs> so i feel you then i well, feel you yeah. like we're, we're in the same ballpark definitely, you know definitely. it's all about fairness and yeah. you know, people are like, "Wow, Lauren, you're like the game. You're like you're just so intense on the games." I'm like, "Listen, you know, you have to be fair, but you also have to like abide by the rules. Otherwise, like, what's that win worth? You know what I mean? Like, it's got to be, it's got to be worth something." So right. I mean, it got intense, but I kid you not, we've had the best time tonight. It's been so much fun. Well, I hope we're not awesome. interrupting uh, your game night for you to be on Below the Belt Show. No, so, I'm so you are, excited. You're I'm so recur- excited to be You've here. been a recurring guest on Below the Belt Show for 10 years since I met you, Lauren. I know. Back in you... 2010, I think. Oh, my Damn. gosh. Damn. I'm a huge Damn. Al Soto fan. Massive Al Soto fan. Oh, massive oh. Below the Belt fan. You guys are the best, and I'm you're so glad best. to be here. <laughs> you've got a lot going on because it's been a minute since we've had you on, Lauren. We're now doing the virtual stay-at-home format. We're no longer at the radio station, which has been safer for everybody. But um, I just really want to talk really quickly, as it sounds like there's a party going on (laughs) at your place. But uh, um, you've uh, moved around a little bit. I think last time we had you on, uh, you were in New York. uh, But now you've um, relocated to your home state of Florida for the time being. Yeah. So right now, with everything that's so crazy going on with COVID, and I know that everyone is kind of coming out of it now and most of the country is like starting to open up which is so exciting yes. you know but for so long especially for live performers it was really rough especially in the bigger you know the more populated states like New York and LA and places like this where that was you know a main source of income for all of these artists and um was also super closed down and um I was lucky enough that I'm born and raised in Tampa Florida which my parents still live in and Um, you know, because the weather is nice and because there's a lot of outdoor venues, I was lucky enough to be able to go back there and perform and do events and do all of these things. And I, I feel really blessed, especially with Super Bowl even happening in Tampa. So there's been so much happening uh, in my hometown. (laughs) Florida is completely open. You know, it's, it was, it was great to see some normalcy, uh, at the Tampa. Tampa Buccaneers uh, stadium and of course Brady with the big win I'm sure Tampa was nuts that night oh they were over the moon I mean I was lucky that I got to perform for a party on Friday um, for a Grey Goose um, sponsored party at American Social which was super fun it's right on the water so of course you can see all the boats and all the lights and all the parades and things like that and um, actually a friend of mine was running the um, event at the NFL experience which was great. I brought my dad, which it was such an awesome bonding experience for the two of us. He was nice. stoked because my friend got us to skip the line pass for everything. So, you know, we're taking a picture with all the rings, all the 
old school footballs. They had games there where you could do like, you know, um, you know, throwing the football through different like holes or like doing runs and sprints or like all these different things. And it was just such a fun time. And uh, to be able to see all the memorabilia, like my dad loved it. And I just, I kind of felt like a badass daughter, you know? Yes. <laughs> so how does the, the, how does the Super Bowl party happen with, with the, the pandemic? Was it, was it a little bit different than your typical Lauren Mayhew, New York style party? For sure. I mean, you know, everyone's obviously on high alert, making sure that they're wearing masks and things like that. I think the biggest thing about Florida, which allowed it to be such the perfect place for Super Bowl, was being so warm. You could have everything outside, even though, you know, it's when, where most of the country is freezing and snowing and all these things. Like, you know, it was like a you know, 85 degree sunny day on Super Bowl Sunday. So that really allowed Florida to be able to allow so many more things to be open and also COVID friendly and being safe for the pandemic, you know, when, um, you know, all that was going on because, you know, people are flying in from all over the country and everybody has their own, you know, variables of scaredness towards COVID and you have to be respectful to everyone. So, I really thought that they honestly did a really great job about that and still allowed everyone to have a great time. So that was wonderful. That's awesome. Well, Laura, let's talk about this amazing animated series that you are voicing one of the characters for, and in my opinion, the best character. Thank on, you. On Trolls Topia. <laughs> Season two um, is dropping this year, right? Yeah, it is. So we don't have a release date yet, but I'm already okay. recording season two. And honestly, this was a dream job. I mean, I've done wow. so, many, so much voiceover work for like big video games and national commercials and radio yep. spots and all this stuff. But being able to voice a character in an ongoing series, especially something that's so iconic as Trolls, has been an absolute dream come true. And, you know, Al, yes. I know you understand it because you do so much like acting and everything else on your own. But like, you know, to be able to, um, you know, be a part of something like this that is such an iconic thing that is with such a big studio like DreamWorks, which, you know, I mean, it's just like a dream job. Like everyone that I work with is like the creme de la creme. The producers are so on top of their game. The other actors are all way more famous than I am. <laughs> and everyone's just super talented. So it's been a blast. Yeah, Val Th Thundershock. So you're one of the rock and roll trolls. Yes. And you're a little bit of an, an antagonist to the the protagonist, Poppy, right? You kind of disagree <laughs> butt heads with her a yes. little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you always have to have a foil. You always have to have an antagonist to the main protagonist, obviously, give the show somewhere to go and an arc, yeah. if you will. Um, mm. My character is pretty, like, I would say, and that's just because I'm playing her, but really, like, how it was written, she's kind of, like, the most multi-dimensional character because you really see her change from one season to the next um, to being, you know, a, a foe to Poppy to a friend to her. And it's so much fun as an actor to play her character because she, there's so much depth to her and so much um, range. So I've really just had such a blast. And also cool. being able to um, sing and stuff in the show has been great that's, as well. That's, were they looking specifically for voice actors and actresses that could also sing? Was that a 100% because there are, I'm not even joking, so many songs. I mean, there's at least one song in every episode and my right. character sings a lot because she's like the queen of the rock and roll trolls. And her whole thing is that she's a rock and roll singer and guitar player. So she sings all the time. So it definitely, so even cool. in the audition was something that I had to do for sure. So that was definitely cool. an added plus for me. Cause I love that. 
That is, have you ever dressed up as, as Val? Like, as okay, Val? true story. This past <laughs> Halloween, I legit, I'm like, okay, let's lay it on. I legit wanted to dress up as her, but unfortunately, um, the show hadn't come out yet. It released November 19th of last year. Okay, so obviously, no. I've signed, like, I don't even know how many NDAs. I think they own my firstborn oh, yes. child. I'm not sure. Oh. <laughs> this, this Halloween, but, though. This Halloween, you got it, though. But this Halloween, I can't. So last Halloween, if I had done it before the show released, that would have been very, very bad. So I did okay. not. But this Halloween, all bets are off. I'm ready to rock and roll, and I will definitely be Val for sure. Yeah. Again, very cool character. My second favorite character is the farting naked troll. Oh, my God. The glitter trolls are amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. (laughs) They fart. They fart glitter, no joke, that you can't even make that shit up. <laughs> Dude, for real, it's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. It is uh, really funny. It is really funny, actually. It's definitely one of those shows that you know was created with adults and parents in mind being like, oh, right. these parents are going to have to watch this, so we better make it awesome. <laughs> That's a very good point because I found myself enjoying the episodes yeah. as an adult. Come thinking, sure. okay, maybe it's catered towards kids, but it, it's really for the family, really, right? Oh, for sure, it definitely is. And there's yeah. uh, there are some certain jokes in there that you're like, okay, that was definitely for the parents because the kids that was a double <laughs> entendre for sure. The kids definitely did not get that. <laughs> yeah, Disney does the same thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, yeah. they like throw in their makes it more curtains. fun. Yeah, it definitely makes it more fun, of course. That is awesome. So how does it work with the voiceover work? Because is everybody in a studio doing their own thing? Do you have to go to one particular studio? Or... Yeah, so it's it's super. That's a great question, Al. Honestly, it's crazy because all of the main um, celebrity voice actors live in L.A. DreamWorks, the studio, is obviously based in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually very rare. My agent was like, Lauren, this is – she actually had never had – a client book a series regular role um, for a DreamWorks show out of New York because there's so much obviously amazing talent in LA that it just makes more sense that if you can have someone there, like why not? So I felt so incredibly lucky to have gotten this role. And, uh, you know, obviously the money really isn't a factor for DreamWorks. I mean, they'll just hire me a studio no matter where it is. And they've done the same thing for all the other actors whenever they have to travel, when they're on set for a film or for anything else, really. But they're at least based there, which for me, you know, I did the almost the entire first season without ever meeting the producers or any of the cast in person. Oh, wow. Um, Which is, yeah, just crazy. I mean, still even now to this day, I've met. My main producer, Matt, um, who is Matt Bean, is just so phenomenally talented. And then I've met um, Poppy, um, the girl who plays Poppy. But other than that, I still actually haven't met any of the rest of the cast. Now, when it first, yeah, Yeah. now when it's first released, um, I actually um, reached out to them via Instagram, (laughs) and I was like, "Yo, castmate, what's up?" I was like, "Want to do a Q and A on IG?" And I did. And so I did that um, with a couple of the castmates. And now I've become really close friends with some of them and which has really been great. But, you know, it's a a shame. That's the one thing that I wish that they would have done is, you know, either have some event or some sort of, you know, gathering where all of us could have either talked or done Mm -hmm. something together, which we never really have. So it's kind of crazy how a whole show can come together where you think all these characters are united and you know, best studio, friends or nemesis, yeah. and and they've never even met. That's pretty that, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really crazy. Yeah, that is interesting, <laughs> and and the fact that you have different music genres 
uh, being represented by all these trolls. Yeah. It's uh, cool. You know, I know you because your personal style of music, of, of course, the singles that you've been um, dropping lately are more of the dance related EDM yeah. style. But you did the rock and roll troll. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, so I don't know. I think, Al, this was before you and I became friends. But actually, at one point, I had a whole rock and roll album. So after I was in, I was in a girl band when I was young, from like 12 to like 16 years old. I was signed to Epic Sony, and we opened up for NSYNC, Britney, Destiny's Child, and the Degrees, performed the Super Bowl, all this different awesome stuff. Yeah. And, um, or something. Yeah, PYT, Pretty Young PYT. Things. Yes. And, <laughs> yes. And... Then, though, it was like a crazy diversion from that. I actually started doing like alternative rock and pop rock music. And I was playing at um, the Roxy and the Whiskey and the Viper Room and all of the iconic places on the Sunset Strip in Los Angeles and all over and released a pop rock album. Legit. I mean, it's super crazy. I'll just send it to you at some point, Al. But prior to all of my. Please do. My dance and EDM days, I totally was a rocker chick. Oh, and cool. so right. I just kind of channeled that for her. And it's been so much fun getting to play her character because yeah. I really do feel like it's a piece of me in a way. That's cool. Do you alter your voice to play Val or is that your own actual voice? So you... I, I, do, I mean, it is my own actual voice. It's, I wouldn't say it's a character voice, but it's an okay. amplified version of my voice. So like... Okay. It's just like the most excited version of my voice. So if like I was going to say, um, oh, my God, check out this cupcake. Look at my normal voice and like her voice would be like, oh, my God, check out this cupcake. That's the voice I hear when I watch Trolls. Check it out. Yeah, it's just yes. like a more amplified, energetic version of her voice. Yeah. But because of that, it's like really actually exhausting to my vocal cords so it sounds exhausting yeah so mostly for those days i legitimately will take vocal rest the rest of the day or just like stay in at night because you can really easily burn out your voice by doing too much so especially because the singing and you know music is such a big part of my career as well i have to be careful you know, not to overdo it. So I try not to schedule a recording session and a trolls recording in the same day because it would just be a lot. Exactly. Yeah. Before we get into music, I know Nick, you had some questions about. I have stuff, one right? very particular question about uh, what work you did on Red Dead Redemption because I've put far too much of my life into playing that fucking video game, and I'm, I would like to know where in the game. So- like to find so here's the here's the thing, and I love that question. I I love that question, and here's why I love it, because they made me sign so many effing NDAs that oh, no? I don't even know my character's name. <laughs> but here's what's crazy. I can tell you this. I had a southern accent, and I know I was a madam. A so madam. if there was a part where you were in a brothel or something yep. like that, and there was a madam uh, no, in the brothel, that, that was probably idea. me. Uh, okay. There yeah. you go. I, I, I that's that's right. so cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> You've got you got Madam on your on uh, your resume. But like, now. but like <laughs> Al, how crazy is that? Like, I'm not even joking, you guys. When I went into that, so they even did the whole cap thing where they have like the face sensors and everything. So like the characters' facial expressions, I guess, are based off of my facial expressions and stuff too. Oh, like, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's really cool. They went super in depth with it, but like. They're so intense about these games that they don't really tell the actors 
anything that they don't need to know. So they didn't even tell me. I didn't even know I was voicing a role for Red Dead Redemption until it came out. That's they just told me. Wild. All they told me was that it. Yeah, all they told me that it was it was a very popular video game. That's all they said. Wow. All That's right. Crazy, right? That's very crazy. I love it. Was I it the same it. thing with with Uncharted? Yep. Cool. Yep. That is. That's awesome. Uncharted 4, which was really fucking good also. The only thing that's different now is, like, for example, I've been um, I've been the Falconer, Quinn the Falconer, for um, uh, League of Legends for really, basically since the, well, since the beginning of the game. Not basically, since the beginning of the game. Yeah. So for that, when they've called me back in to do her again, I know that I'm, like, playing her, right? Right. But other than that, like, if it's a new game, a lot of times I don't know. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it's nuts. And not only do I not know what game, I don't even know, like, my character's name or, like, anything. So when I – I have to actually, like – how I've figured out who I am in a game is by my friends playing it and being like, Lauren, I just heard your character because they recognize <laughs> my voice. That's literally okay. how I figure it out. <laughs> so it's crazy. Cool. So yeah, it's crazy. That is mind-blowing. <laughs> well, like, no about- one would ever think that, right? Because it's like you would think that you would know the character you're playing, but – that's, Apparently they yeah. don't even trust the actors these days. I mean, with social media, with podcasts, with radio, yeah. I mean, like we're doing oh, right, right now, are, news travels are, so fast. It's, yeah. it's so huge. And all it takes is one voiceover actor to say something about the game and say all the lines. And then, you know, the game yeah. is compromised. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the music, Lauren. Woo. Wow. This track is dope. Going out. This is the that going out song that you dropped is the perfect song when the pandemic is over because so many people want to get out, they want to hit the bottle, they want to club, they want to party. It's like Al, it's, it's be, so it's so funny that I mean? you say that because that's literally why we created the song. I mean, like the 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 title kind of came to me because I literally wrote the song in the middle of the pandemic and I was thinking like all I want to do is go out right now and see people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <clears throat> Yeah, but it's so upbeat, and I, I love, I just, I loved it. And you now tell tell us about the songwriting process with with yeah. EDM. Is it the track, the track and the music first, lyrics first? Which way so, does it go? I mean, I always write to a track, but it's not always the track that ends up being the one that you guys hear. So okay. in this scenario, I actually wrote the top line to a different producer's track, and then oh. the track that you guys ended up hearing they actually wrote to my vocal. But what's interesting is that I feel like, you know, just kind of like we were talking about, I was so, I don't know, I think it's important that just because people are not going out right now and not being able to see all their friends in real life, it's important to still have those moments of feeling fun and effervescent and, you know, like you're going out. So whether it's like, you know, you're getting dressed up just to like have a night in, you know, with your closest friends or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your significant other or whatever, like that's just as important. So there still needs to be music for that. And I think that's something that's been so awesome is that during this pandemic, people have still been creating and there's still been so much amazing music, um, not as much film and TV, obviously, because that's been harder to do in real life. Exactly. But with music being able to be done virtually or via the internet, it's really been so phenomenal to really get all of this stuff that's inspired and I feel that you can really tell the difference like so much music I feel like is either very dark and gritty from the from the pandemic or it's the exact antithesis it's like super 
peppy and happy trying to get people out of that zone. You're fe- you're kind of seeing the extremes in this sort of situation, which has been really fun. Um, I've enjoyed kind of just watching the trends, if you will, and seeing kind of what's coming out of music yeah. in this period of time. Yeah, and uh, wow, I looked at your Spotify. Hush has like what five million listens or something, something insane. Yeah, it's been um. So that song was with a really famous Brazilian DJ duo. Yeah. I mean the Cat Dealers, and they are crushing it right now. They're doing wow all of the biggest events and performances there. And um, I, I was really lucky to be able to collaborate and work with them. A friend of mine who worked at um. William Morris Endeavor um, represented them and sent them my top line. And they literally the same day, not even an hour after I sent it, responded back and were like, we love it. We want to create a track to this. And it just happened. So sometimes tracks can take years and other times tracks can take, you know, such a short period of time. It's so crazy. You never know. You just never know. Okay. And of course, uh, your newest single has a music video as well called Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a different type of song because you're kind of rapping, right? Yeah, I track. am a little bit. It's yeah. I was kind of channeling my inner Madonna. I feel like she kind of did that sort of back in the spoken, day where it was like a yeah. yeah, like a spoken rap, like kind of sung but spoken, like kind of sung, um, right? But really, like mainly, I also created that during the pandemic, um, and mm. it was mainly because you know, obviously, I'm not only a singer and a songwriter, but I'm also a DJ, and I was really missing the live interaction with um, an audience and DJing. I was performing at the biggest nightclubs in New York and, Oh yeah. You know, there was a song um, that was by Tiesto called boom that I always loved how the drop hit and how the crowd reacted. And so that's actually how the beat was inspired for this track. It was really meant for a club, which is not ideal for this time period, but I figured, you know what, just because people aren't in a club scenario doesn't mean that they can, they can't have their own little, house party if they want yeah i mean it was a, <laughs> yeah. the, mu- the music video was a rooftop um party you know and yeah that's considered covid safe it's <laughs> having a party <laughs> on the rooftop you know well you know so i figured it's as, it's as covid safe as it could possibly be it's better hey, than being right. inside right right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that looked like a fun video a lot of uh, a lot of pretty girls in the video including yourself <laughs> honestly um it was such a freaking blast the video yeah. was originally supposed to be 50 plus people including cast and crew yeah and then because of the pandemic we obviously cut that down more than half it ended up only being i think only like 15 people were there at a time we really Ah. kept it below 20 people at any given time so it was really hard because you know we're trying to shoot these party scenes and everything else i mean we'd had you know, uh, grips and makeup artists doubling as extras in the video and as cast members and stuff because we couldn't add more people to the set because we had to comply by, you know, COVID regulations. It was, it was, it was hard. Wow. But the video turned out awesome. Great editing. The editing was great. Looks like you were donning some kind of superhero type costume with mirrors on. Oh my gosh. I'm not even joking. It was so funny. Our, our director was like, you know, it'd be really cool if you're in like a Tron suit. And I'm thinking to myself, when you said that, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, where, where the, where the F? You can drop that bombs, by the way. You okay, know I didn't know. I didn't know. Where the fuck? <laughs> That's yeah. Thank you. Are we gonna find a motherfucking Tron suit? I'm like, <laughs> like it's not like. I mean, like this whole video is on a budget. I have to pay for all of these people, food, drinks, locations, all this other stuff. Like, I can't spend five grand on a Tron suit. And then out of nowhere, it's like 
you know, I'm not even, I mean, obviously we all know this Google, Alexa, Siri, iPhone, they're fucking listening to us. And she was like, oh, you need a Tron suit? And like, she like spit it out like on Instagram. It was like the next day, it was this company called PSOC Studio that was based out of Russia that custom made Tron suits, essentially, like a light up LED suits. Yeah. And I saw them and I was like, this is amazing. I'm like, oh my God, how did they know? Really cool. (laughs) And so I DM'd them and I was like, hey, I'm doing this video. I have these people involved. You know, this is who it's going to be released by, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, we're in. We'll create you a custom suit. And they were a lifesaver. And so I literally called the director. I was like, guess what? You know that Tron suit that I said, no fucking way? It's happening. (laughs) Yes. I love it. It turned out really awesome. Well, Lauren, I I know that you got a game night party, and we want you to get back to that. But we really appreciate you calling in. yeah, better late than ever, right? <laughs> yeah. You guys, I appreciate you so much. Yes. I'm so grateful to be a guest Thank on you. your show again and again. And I'm so Here's sorry best. that I was late, but you will be happy to know that much I love. won. That I won the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. worth it. <laughs> so a little promo, Lauren. Let's know who you are. Do a plug for Charles Topia uh, and whatever you want. And let's know you're on Below the Belt. Absolutely. Hey guys, what's up? My name is Lauren Mayhew. I'm on Below the Belt right now, and I'm so excited to be sharing with you guys my new songs, Going Out, and boys, I hope you check them out. Thank you so much, and continue listening to Below the Belt, because everyone on the show rocks. Awesome. awesome. You forgot awesome. You forgot Trollstopia, though. Oh, and Trollstopia is the best. There what? you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, Thundershock herself. That's Lauren, right. That's thank right. you. AKA Lolo. <laughs> I love calling you Lolo. Remember <laughs> when I told you that Lolo means grandfather in the Filipino language. I so. know. I, I I heard that from I was like, I did not know that when it became my nickname. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it, Lolo. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. Awesome. Well, thanks, Lauren, for calling in. Get back to Thanks so time. much, guys. I appreciate we'll you. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Let us ride in 